Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. So this is a true story. I don't. Th- I think I was the first person my high school football team ever cut. <laughs> <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. And I, of course, am your host, number 97 from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward. As always, my producer and longtime friend Hayden Walsh is here. But we have a very special guest. He's a Steelers fan. He's also pretty cool outside of being a Steelers fan. And I'm really excited to talk to him. Seth, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm so happy to be talking to you. This is fantastic. Dude, I can't believe you even wanted to do this. Like, I was telling everybody, and I was like, I'll just reach out to Seth Myers and see. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and they were pretty surprised by it. I think I got back to you pretty fast, too. You did. You yeah. did. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I was like, he doesn't have a million things going on right now. I do. This just jumped to the front of the queue. <laughs> How did the friendship begin? Because Cam explained the story to me, but I need to hear maybe you confirm it, Seth. I heard maybe somebody was involved, made the introduction. Can you tell us how the friendship began? Was it Kiesel that introduced us? I feel like maybe he made the introduction. I think Kiesel made the introduction, but then it was like years later before we even texted before that. <laughs> well, it was Twitter, right? I mean, I, I think that that's yeah. uh, Twitter at its best was always the ability to reach out and, and DM somebody. Um, I can't quite remember how it went about. But, uh, I mean, again, a friendship, I want you to know, Cam, I, you can trust me with your life. This is the first full conversation <laughs> we're having. Yeah. We've never met in person, correct? You've We've never met, met in person. person. We've texted. Okay. Right. We've texted. Yeah. And so I didn't have your number before, what, last year. Mm-hmm. And I got him from Paul Rudd. Oh, there you go. Having, Paul Rudd. Well, we, are, from we are name dropping. Yeah, pick those name up, guys. Pick dropping. Those up, please. Yes. And I was like, hey, Paul, do you have any restaurants I should go to in New York? And he was like, oh, I know someone who's a Steelers fan who can tell you all the cool. And he was like, yeah, I got this friend named Seth. And I'm like, yeah, just tell me. And he's like, Seth Myers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, well, I was very happy to come through. Hopefully, in the end, my restaurant recommendations were were helpful. They were very helpful. Right, Plus, you gave me all Steeler bars. You can't go wrong with that. I know. <laughs> but I want to jump right in. Um, you know, we, we know you've done so much work on SNL throughout the years. Uh, and actually, our boss, Mr. Peyton Manning, um, was actually on your show. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, he's not our boss, but... His brother as well. Eli was on as well. Who would you say had the better SNL? Man, they were both really good. And I I don't want to be hard on Eli because he was great. But I will say Peyton is maybe top three athlete host all time. Mm. Maybe top one. I feel like Peyton would be offended that I'm even categorizing him as an athlete host. I think he would say <laughs> that he, he rose above it. He was – it was a really cool week. He showed up. There's It's not a mistake that he is so funny – in yeah. a million commercials that is a real skill my two favorite things about that week is the first was that he had the idea of i think it'd be funny if we did something where i was a little mean to kids and we wrote <laughs> we wrote that united way commercial and oh. 
I Hot remember on. we had we were shooting outside, and uh, you know there was a thing where he threw a Nerf football. It was a Nerf football. No children were injured in the making of this. But, uh, <laughs> it's so funny to walk over to somebody who's so much better at a thing than I'll ever be at a thing because I walked over and I was like, "Hey, could you? Do you think you could hit that kid in the back as he was running away?" And Peyton said, "Yeah, <laughs> I can hit a kid in the back with a football." <laughs> and the other thing is, I I had a great conversation with um. Archie Manning about the Citrus Bowl. I went to Northwestern University. I'm sure I'm sure you have some pretty bad memories about Northwestern because if memory serves, they they beat you Ohio State many years. When? I, I, I can't I can't, <laughs> I can't, really, I can't I don't think, I don't think I can name a single one. I don't think it ever happened either. <laughs> um but uh they uh Peyton Manning beat us pretty bad in I think the ninety seven Citrus Bowl. Real oh, bad. And uh Archie said, oh, I remember, man, it was so funny because we were all uh, chanting SEC and uh, the uh, Northwestern fans started chanting SAT. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know, you're not very good at football, but that's a pretty good chant. And he was a real, oh my gosh. real gentleman. Yeah, I remember I met Arch. Like, I'd met Arch and Peyton even before, like, I started playing football because, like, my dad. Um, oh, sure. Was- yeah, so like my dad was on the team where Peyton threw like his most interceptions. So I can't wait to have him on as a guest. It's surprising we haven't had him on as a guest in our first year. <laughs> it's really watching. I remember like some of the first NFL film stuff that I fell in love with. There's there's some great stuff of Archie Manning just running mm. around. His you just being chased by seven defensive linemen and just running around the field. It's it's really yeah. a blast to watch. Oh yeah, like. We we could ta- talk about like Arch Manning. We could talk about Peyton. You could talk about Eli. They all have some like like Hall of Fame moments where it's just like it just runs in the family and you see it. Yeah, like Eli's throws in the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady. Like, man, you couldn't ask for a better game. And you know Peyton is what Peyton is. And so I couldn't yeah. ask for a better game because I. I'm a Steelers fan who grew up in New England. So pretty much any time something terrible happens to the Patriots, it's just a little, it just warms my soul a little bit. <laughs> you said he was top three. Who's your other top two then? Yeah. So if I'm talking about, you want all time or, or athletes? All time. Okay, all okay. time. Hmm. All right. For my time. Or, there, or whoever you've worked with. Well, I mean, look, I think Timberlake was a real gold standard there for a five year mm. period. He hosted SNL better than anyone has ever hosted it. And mm. He's such a jack of all yeah. trades, and he could do everything. Yeah. Um, John Hamm was somebody I really, we really loved, and I think he did it, you know, three years in a row. So, but you know, and again, it's crazy being at that show for how long I was. You, it's this nice mix of people who are culturally of that moment and that moment alone, and then also, you know, people that you grew up with that are your heroes you know that when you get to host on a week that marty short or steve martin or tom hanks is there um that's such a that's such a trip too but more often the hosts are are good Um, (laughs) there are some duds but i try not to name the duds because i appreciate they gave us a week of their lives is there any time you can tell when it's going to be a dud though like is there leading up to the show like do you know like "Eh, i'm worried yeah you know we always said (laughs) It's funny because I personally think butterflies are a good indication that you're you're taking the moment 
at yeah. you're weighing the moment correctly. So we always said that the shows we were worried about are when you would say to the host, how are you feeling? And they would say, great. And you'd be like, oh, we're in real trouble. <laughs> we're in real trouble. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of hosts have no, to no fault of their own, have no background in live yeah. television. I mean, live television isn't even like theater. With theater, you know, you get to be on stage, you get to play out. With live television, there's a lot of, you know, logistics as far as where you got to look, where you got to be. And I think it's not until the moment starts. And you can tell it with some hosts where mm. they walk out and there's a little there's a little deer in those headlights. And that's what makes <laughs> the show fun to watch. It does. Yeah. It is. You know, it, it's similar to like football or like sports. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you send a rookie out there who hasn't done it before. You see them, you know, tense up in those moments and either, you know, you get into it and you embrace it or, man, they are in for a long day. <laughs> it's like somebody who did really good at the combine all of a sudden, yes. you know, when they're yeah. out there doing a monologue, you can't be like, but they did so good in the cone drill. <laughs> I don't know why they're why they're blanking. But it's oh. funny. It is amazing to watch those things. And it's so and why you watch and I think, you know, why. SNL is still so thrilling and the closest it is truly the closest thing to sports in television. Part of watching it is knowing that it could go badly. You know, you obviously get excited when you see excellence, but it's the fact that you can also see some turds in there that you realize excellence is a lot harder (laughs) to achieve than you would think. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, put your face in some mud and, you know, be able to deal with it. Make fun of yourself. If you do mess up, embrace it. Yeah. Has anyone even bounced back from like just a terrible performance? And then you're like, oh, turned out to be a great episode. Um, no, not that. I mean, I think there are people who you have high hopes for and maybe they end up coming back a few years later when they have a different, they're at a different point in their career and you realize maybe they found a fastball in the time in between. There's mm-hmm. sometimes there would be rough dress rehearsals and, you mm-hmm. know, because they do address at eight o'clock and, and then yes. the air show, obviously 1130 and dress is sometimes over long because that's usually mm-hmm. a two hour show. And so sometimes there'll be things that go really badly, but then you have the benefit of taking them out. So you have a rough dress and then you take out the 30 minutes that stunk and, and it's a really good air. And so those nights are exciting more often than yeah. not. You know, the reality is you can kind of tell by Wednesday. Wednesday, we do this big table read where everybody sits around and about 40 sketches get read. And that's the first time you get a sense of what you're dealing with as a host. Mm-hmm. And if it goes badly, there's not much you can do at that point. You know, at that point, <laughs> it's Wednesday night and just there's no time left. Oh, wow. Here's a really because it ended up being great. But uh, Wednesday morning, so that's mm. when the host now has all the sketches and they're about to go to the table read. When Elton John hosted, he you could tell he was like nervous. And I think part of it was Elton John has not uh, bombed in the last 30 years, right? Elton John, all Elton John does now is crush. He goes right. out on stage, he <laughs> crushes to an audience that loves him, deservedly so. And it was so funny because this was, he was about to do a show where he'd never done any of the songs before, you know, for lack of a better expression. (laughs) And I remember I went, they sent me down to his dressing room to just sort of like tell him everything was going to be fine. 
and it was a really fun show. So it, it turned out that, of course, Elton John was great. But I remember having to say to him, like, look, if you don't like anything, we'll just start over, which was just an abject lie. There's no starting <laughs> over. We fully lied to Elton John's face. Um, but it's, you know, so that's the other cool thing is you get to watch people having the correct response to the show, which is to be a little bit, you know, on edge. Yeah. Like, I don't think we can really do that in our sport. Just like, yeah. if you're going to mess up, like, you know, just make it, you know, a hundred miles per hour and go with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had coaches that, you know, they'll say to rookies, like before their first practice, it's like, you know, if you don't perform out there, you know, there's a Walmart right down the street. We, we can get you working in the uh, plant sector. <laughs> That's not <laughs> so, helpful. That's not helpful. All right. You got to tell me what's your favorite SNL skit. Of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Okay. Of or all that time. you were in, or that you were in. That you were in. Let's do that. I don't I have that I I mean the, look, I was mostly a weekend update guy. The most fun right. I ever had at weekend update was being with Bill Hader while he was playing Stefan. That was oh, that yeah. was the dream. That was the most excited I'd ever seen an audience. And all I got to do or had to do was be a straight man. So it was <laughs> right in my wheelhouse and every second I was there was uh, a full delight. And then I would say as far as in my era when I was there. I really loved what those Lonely Island guys, what Andy Samberg oh. was doing. You know, I couldn't believe because the show didn't really have that short film element in the same way before they showed up. And when they were turning out things, because you wouldn't even see it till Saturday, you would just know like they were shooting oh, wow. something with Justin Timberlake and you'd say, what's it about? <laughs> and they're like, it's about like cutting a hole in a box and putting your and you'd be like, all right. <laughs> They'd tell you and you'd say, best of luck, dude. Sounds like a bad idea. And then it would air and you'd realized, oh, they maybe just changed comedy for the next 10 years. <laughs> so that was a, you know, again, I do think, you know, again, similarity with, with what you do, you know, you are a beneficiary of the era you're there. And I was yeah. there with such a great group of people, you know, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader. Sudeikis, Forte, Sandberg, Fred Armisen, Polar, Maya Rudolph. It's nuts. It's a, I think everybody, I think maybe my 2011 cast, every single person has gone back and hosted, which really speaks to wow. how good a group of people it was. Oh my gosh. It's funny you bring up like the Stefan stuff. Cause I like, remember you breaking character. Yeah. And like, I get a kick out of everyone who breaks character because I feel like it's just so genuine. Yeah. There's, oh. there's a, I will say within the comedy world, I think we have maybe a, uh, we have an eye for when it's inauthentic. Right. That's when something's bombing and the right. comedian starts <laughs> to laugh to save it. Yes. Stefan was never that. Stefan no. was always, you know, Bill would break because it was go it was playing so hot. And then, you know, this is now um SNL lore, but John Mullaney, who wrote those with Bill, would do mm. a thing that no one ever did anywhere else. He would add two or three jokes between dress and air, but he wouldn't tell Bill about them. So Bill would read oh, them the wow. first time in front of the air audience. And not only were they really funny lines, but Bill, I think the reason Bill broke was he knew how his dear friend had just <laughs> him on live. <laughs> well, that's like Colin, Colin Yost and, um, yeah. 
Chang. They do that all in Jay. They do that all the time where they have each other read each other's. Uh, it's um, so brilliant. Oh my gosh, I get a kick out of that. And um, they, you know, again, it only works if you uh, know their friends and you believe yes. their friends, because otherwise, yeah. it's deeply cruel. Yes. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's such a it, and it's also um, anytime, especially to show that's been on almost fifty years, when uh, mm-hmm. two people find a new way of doing something like that as an update move. I'm going to write jokes you have to read for the first time on camera that are super offensive. It was uh, <laughs> I was like, this is a breakthrough. Yeah, I would say my other favorite one where I've seen people break is um, the Debbie, Debbie Downer Yeah, uh, at Disneyland. The first Debbie Downer is really a perfect sketch. <laughs> and it's with Lindsay Lohan. Like, no one was expecting that one to, like, hit. No. And I feel like it just, it went crazy from there. It was really, I think one of the fun things about it as well is because the format of Debbie Downer was to cut to Rachel Dratch and keep going closer with her. Mm -hmm. So Dratch, once she started to break, she also in her head started spinning out because she knew there were going to be all these close-ups of her, the rest of the sketch. And so Mm -hmm. now you're trying not to break because you know, you won't be able to hide it. And yet of course that (laughs) makes you want to break more. So (laughs) she was basically on a roller coaster. She couldn't get off. (laughs) So were you always a Steelers fan? I was, yeah. I mean, it was the one non-negotiable thing that my dad passed down. And mm. he just, I, you know, I remember I must have been six years old, maybe, where he, my Christmas present was just the um, Sports Illustrated from the four Super Bowl oh, years. Wow. You know, he would always give me NFL. There was this NFL Films VHS cassette with the, you know, hour-long recaps of those four seasons that I watched until the tape wore out so it was you know again and if you're talking to your kids about the 70s Steelers they're going to be they're going to be pretty much in to win yeah yeah like I feel like my grandparents did that with me too like they're from Pittsburgh so like even before I played for the Steelers it was like here's some more Steelers stuff here's some (laughs) more you know Jack Ham and Jack Lambert wear like I I got enough of that before I even like got drafted. So, you know, it was like they were conditioning me before I even joined. And I will say as a kid, there were I mean, the characters, it was almost like an Avengers type lineup, whereas Jack Lambert, Mean Joe Green, Lynn Swan, they're all Mm. historically they became like the avatars for the perfect version of what that player is, the. Yeah, you know, the the middle linebacker missing a tooth or the balletic <laughs> wide receiver. Everybody, and you know, uh, I was recently talking about the fact that when you're a kid and you see a highlight of the immaculate reception, that is the kind of play that you only act out in the backyard. You don't think it could actually yeah. happen. And so there were a lot of things that I mean, there was a. It's no surprise that um, you know, for I feel like people my age, there are a lot of Steelers fans who never live anywhere near Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, it was either you were a Cowboys fan or a Steelers fan, let's be honest. And I don't think anyone wants to be a Cowboys fan. No, I feel Uh, that. I will say that also (laughs) makes me a little bit happy. I don't, nothing, I I should, let me just tell you, I'm way more a Steelers fan than a football fan at this point in my life. I'm very upset that uh, football, they still play football after the Steelers stop playing. I barely watch, but I try to find ways to feel joy in other people's pain and so i did enjoy watching (laughs) the cowboys lose 
Yeah. So what did you think about it? What was your what was your reaction to that last play? You know, it is I feel like it's getting a little bit too much grief. They weren't it right. wasn't like there's a good play to call. Right? No, there's not a great play to call. There's no there's no guarantee. It, it almost play. is um it was a little bit you know that uh that Bugs Bunny cartoon with Michigan J Frog where the frog doesn't sing, but there's that yeah. like big I felt like it was it's all you know, they call a timeout and they line them up and every so it's this real you get this sense of well, obviously, because again, you have the color commentator saying obviously this is something they've cooked up you know they gave him too much time to talk about it and then it was a real ribbit when it happened and poor zeke elliott what a terrible way for your season to end yeah like zeke's my guy from most state but like you you can't just line them up and then let the linebacker get a, a running start that was the worst part about it like yeah i don't think anybody's going to be trying that play any any longer after that i will say and don't get me wrong i'm devastated that you guys i almost said we because i talk about the steelers as we but it feels wrong to do that we. with an actual we. with an actual okay wait obviously yeah. i feel terrible that we missed the playoffs but when i watched a play like that i thought oh it was at least there was something nice that our season ended <laughs> you know what i mean like you, you you know you win your last few games you feel positive whereas i think when yeah. the last thing you remember is zeke elliott getting you know bull rushed maybe leaves you with a worse taste in your mouth. <laughs> with Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesar Rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesar properties, game tickets, dining, and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars. Up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. 21 plus only, offer valid, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users, first $10 wager only, must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of quality wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250, must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com promos for full terms. Void where prohibited, know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City in Paris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-N. Y or text Hope NY 467 369.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I want to talk about Weekend Update. Yeah. Um, Do you think it was training for your late-night show? Totally. I didn't think so at the time, certainly. I Mm. never thought past what I would do at SNL. I was so happy to be there and, and certainly so happy to be hosting weekend update but it's funny you think that either comes to you naturally or it doesn't but it is very helpful to sit behind a desk and tell jokes <laughs> you know you do get a little better at it the more you do it then yeah. the funny thing was when i first got late night i started by doing a standing monologue because i thought that's what you're supposed to do when you have a late night show and Finally, I think a year and a half in, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to sit like I did at Weekend Update. I don't know why I am why I developed this skill doing one thing and then yeah. ran from it. And so the show is a lot more comfortable for me now that I opened just at a desk. I was bad at standing. That, I think, speaks <laughs> to the kind of athlete I was, Cam. I wasn't even good at standing and telling jokes. Well, well let's get into it. What? What sports were you good at? Oh, well, this will be the shortest part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't really good at anything. I wanted, I really believed I would um, be a football player because I would, you know, go out in the backyard and my dad would throw me in their football and I would catch it two out of three times. And mm. then I played one year of Pop Warner football and that quickly disabused me of the notion that football <laughs> was in my future. I... I realized a thing that uh, hurts a football career pretty quickly, Cam. I did not like getting hit. And (laughs) I remember getting my bell rung pretty early and just lying on the ground, looking at the clouds through my face mask and thinking, you know, I I think I could live a full life watching football. (laughs) Yeah, just play defense, though. You don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. And then I basically ended up. I were like ran a track in high school because it was the one sport where they couldn't cut you. <laughs> well, the football team could cut you in our high school. The football team couldn't cut you. You just wouldn't play. That'd so this is a true thing. story. I don't, th- I think I was the first person my high school football team ever cut. This is actually, <laughs> this ends up being a very nice story, but so I decided junior year of high school, I was going to play football. Mm-hmm terrible decision way too late and i knew the football coach was dad the dad of one of my friends from when i was younger and so i knew him and i said i want to play football and he goes it's a little late i goes obviously i can't tell you not to play but i just think it's wasting your time i don't think this is a good use of your time 
And I said, I really want to play football. So I went through like the summer practices and, you know, the two a days and just the most miserable time of my life. And then it was the last day of practice before school started. And he called me in and he said, I want to cut you. And I really did. I mean, to, uh, to speak to what you just said, I said, I didn't even think you could cut people. And he said, look, this isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And you're supposed to be doing other things. I know you. I've known you since you were a kid. This is a bad use of your time. And anyway, uh, it was heartbreaking. And I remember being so mad at him because it was so embarrassing. I was so mad at him for so long. After he was a football coach, he became a guidance counselor at my same high school. And years later, I went back after I was on SNL. I went back to my school to give a talk to the kids. And I was walking down the hallway and I saw him down the hallway and he pointed at me. He goes, I told you you were supposed to be doing better stuff than football. <laughs> He was right. And I was just, I had this moment of like, oh my God, I can't believe I was mad at you when you knew I should oh. be doing comedy, not football. And you were a hundred percent right. <laughs> so we made up. Well, there you go. Yeah. It all worked out for the best. It did. It did. All right. So tell me what's your favorite guest. Who Who is your favorite guest you've had on the show? Oh my goodness. Rihanna is probably my favorite. We did this thing called day drinking with Rihanna where we went to a bar and just got hammered for two hours. And I mean, my wedding was a great day, but I think the two hours I was drinking at a bar with Rihanna might beat it slightly. Oh my gosh. Two hours. Kev, have you seen that one? I watched it today, actually. That I haven't was, watched it. I have to go watch it now. Really funny, Seth. She's amazing. She broke the chocolate head and poured the tequila in it. I really enjoyed that part. She's, uh, she's the best. She's the real deal. And she's a genuinely fun person to be around. And uh, yeah, I got nothing but nothing but great things to say about Rihanna. That's one of the one of my heartbreaks of the Steelers not being in the Super Bowl this year. Because I felt like if I could see the Steelers and Rihanna on the same day, it would be a perfect evening. That would be a great evening. Cam, who's your dream guest for not just football? Maybe Seth can have Paul Rudd or yeah. someone reach out for us. Uh, shoot. Um, I want to drink with everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> who would be a fun drink with? Oh, or man. just a guest. It doesn't have to drink with you the guest. You could just have just, a podcast guest. Yeah, just have a guest. Yeah, I could. Uh, I, guess, I guess having a... Um, Having LeBron James on with you kind of cool yeah. too. I, you know, I've never had LeBron James on my late night show, but he hosted SNL, and I, I, I think it would shock me if I looked back to see how young he was because yeah. he was, um, he was, you know, he was so great. He was such an adult then, even, yeah. and uh, and it's amazing because he's got he had that really close group of friends, and they're still his friends, and it's really cool. It would be very nice to uh, reconnect with him because it was. It's funny game. you bring them up when they're young, because like when you look at like everybody's like draft pictures and what they wore, mm. yeah, might be some of the funniest suits you could wear. <laughs> There's so much fabric; they just use so yes. much fabric. So much fabric. We even at SNL, when you get hired at SNL, the first thing they do is they go and take your picture, and that's the sort of black and white headshot they have in the hall, and so it's everybody on their first day, and so nobody. It's like right before you had money for a good haircut mm -hmm. and it's not quite the level of sort of nba draft outfits but everybody looks it's a great snapshot of right before you made it <laughs> before the money gets involved before a little money gets TV. involved yeah reality tv you could always tell like season two or three they all got money because yeah. everything their cars change <laughs> right. tattoos, everything changes yeah as you can tell hayden's our reality show yeah I'll Not check real. in, dude. I will check in on any reality <laughs> show. Just tell me. I will check in on it. Just, I'm, I'm a sucker. Can I ask you a question, Cam? Is that allowed on the podcast? Of course. Do you watch the games? Did you watch playoff games? Is that something that you find 
enjoyment from? I watched some, but then like I have to, I have like a morning period. Yeah. Like I would, it, I mean, I'm with you. So I wondered what it was like for you. Yeah. Like it's fun when like I see like, like old teammates do well. Like Mike Hilton uh, yep. from Cincinnati Bengals is doing well. Uh, Javon Hargrave for the um, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles is doing well. So it's cool to see them doing well, but then I get really jealous and I'm like, I get back in the gym. I got to start doing stuff because I don't like this feeling. Do you, uh, you don't have to say which team, but is, do you have like an internal tiebreaker for who you root for to win a Super Bowl, or are you incapable of rooting for another team? I would be very happy if like both teams like got stuck Great. in their hotel and never got a chance to play. Perfect. Like even, like, like even like this year, like we didn't make the playoffs. I was hoping like the Jets and the Dolphins like didn't play, and they were like, "Oh, can we just stick the Steelers?" <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, that was a tough day. That was a, I did not enjoy. Yeah, because like you know, all all day I'm like, guys, we just got to focus on the game at hand. Guys, we just got to focus. We got to focus. We got to play. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, there's like five minutes left. I'm seeing the score. It's like six to six, Dolphins, Jets, and I'm like. We're, we got a chance, but it's going to, you know, we need the Jets to play. We need Joe Flacco to do that his job. was the cruelest fate was yes. making me root for Joe Flacco for a full afternoon. Oh, oh. But. you know, I know they would have sent him like Permani's brother if, if we had made it, <laughs> yeah. but it, it did not work out. At I all. don't know how well that travels. So <laughs> I think you want to eat your Permani brothers in the store. Right after so, that. are you a Permanis Brothers fan? I do. You know, my my favorite place to go uh, when I went to Pittsburgh back in the day was the original, which shut down during the pandemic. But those greasy oh, hot yeah. dogs—that was my favorite of the um, of the Pittsburgh staples. Dude, I grew up going to the the O. The O was like my favorite spot. My dad right would by Pitt, take... right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My dad went there every night uh, for good reasons and bad. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I. Uh, when the last time I did stand up in Pittsburgh, I said the the nickname for the original is the O, not because the original starts with O, but because that is their um, their health rating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when was the last time you've been to Pittsburgh? Did you come to the games this year? Yeah, I came to the Jets game. Oh, I mean, you try to pick one on the schedule. Oh. I mean, that was heartbreaking, too. What a year to... I mean, again, I work with pretty much everybody on my staff is a Jets fan, so not only did we lose to the Jets, but then the Jets couldn't come through for us. I was at the Jets game. I will say it was very... I think we'll look back on it as a cool thing that we saw Kenny Pickett's first appearance as a Steeler, and that excitement in the stadium when that second half started and he was he was under center was really cool. But we come once a year for my mom's birthday is October 4th, so we usually circle oh. a game around there. Oh, that's awesome. It's the best. Cool. And it's yeah. great. I, I really genuinely love being in Pittsburgh. It's a, such a good city, especially in the fall. And so we have a great weekend of it. Yeah, I can't believe, like, you lived in Boston, but you're a Steelers fan. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it, was a tough, it was a tough time. The, the 2000s were not kind to me. <laughs> well, did you, uh, did you choose – did you just – forget the pirates you just chose the red Sox over the pirates no so i was uh definitely uh i would say fans of both and then i'm very like the uh you know the sid bream game against the braves was like a heartbreaker for me where were you when sid slid that was, was billboards yeah. all over Atlanta i mean i was at my, my freshman <laughs> dorm room in college oh. but then it was really just it was so hard 
to care about the pirates. Oh, uh, but then good. when they, you know, those that three year period they had, I guess, in the mid teens was so much fun. My dad and I went back for a game. But the mm-hmm. it, my two irrational loves were the this are the Steelers and the Red Sox. Although I will say when the Red Sox won in 2004, it was such a monkey off my back that mm-hmm. I don't care about baseball in the same way. Whereas the Steelers winning a Super Bowl did not help me at all. I just I still. <laughs> It's like the difference between a thing you like and an addiction. The Steelers are a full addiction. There's no there's no amount of winning that will be too much winning for me in the Steelers. Yeah. Like, if we were to win, like, the next five, I'd be totally fine with that. I would not feel bad for the other fan base. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me too. What Like, what are we, five? You're, not, you're just being a little greedy on that one, game. <laughs> I will say, you know, I, I, you know, I haven't had, obviously, you want to win a championship. I certainly know mm-hmm. that. I, I feel very lucky by the fact that I have not been bored by a Steelers season in a really long time because I feel like that is the worst fate of a sports fan. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my I go into every season wanting more, but this last year, you know, I was my parents were with me on, on Christmas Eve for that Raiders game, and I'm like, oh, this is oh. as good as it gets. You know, like I was oh, the yeah. three of us jumping up and down. That was amazing. And, mm. uh, and then, of course, the Ravens game. And so ultimately I'm like, Eh, you know, I'm disappointed, but even the Duck Hodges here, I was paying attention every game. It was thrilling. So there you go. Well, like, it's funny you bring up like the, the Christmas game because I know you, you've had ties to Franco. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard you talk about Franco. Um, if you wouldn't mind just ex- explaining your relationship with him. Well, it was the coolest thing. I hosted, I think, the 2014 NFL Honors in mm-hmm. Arizona. It was before that. Um, Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl and Franco was in the audience Mm. and I think I must have mentioned that I was a Steelers fan or maybe he even knew but after the show Roger Goodell came back and said thanks for hosting also Franco Harris would like to say hi (laughs) I couldn't believe it I mean when it happens that way I mean again you probably can believe it Cam since you asked me to be on a podcast and I wrote back in 35 seconds but uh, (laughs) but uh you know obviously you met the man such a gentle sweet human being and we had the most lovely conversation backstage and then he said if you're ever in pittsburgh here's my number and i i thought to myself am i ever gonna actually text franco harris and then we went for a game and i wrote him and said we're coming in and he said let's get dinner and i was with my uh parents and my brother and he was with his wife dana and doc his son and we went out to dinner and it was just so wonderful and the best part about it was and the part that i really you know was trying to express to people after he passed away is he just knew what you needed from him in a really cool way. Don't get me wrong. I think he loved telling those stories, but he really understood how much people loved hearing him. And it just felt like he was so giving in our time together. And it was just such a cool guy. Yeah. Like we had him on the podcast, like the week before he passed and, it was just like he got on there and just was telling us all these stories, but like you could just tell he was so into like sharing that and sharing himself with everybody. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I think it's really, you know, again, I think obviously there's uh, alumni from, uh, I think, you know, one of the coolest things about that Jets game is I, um, uh, Santonio Holmes came up to our box cam and I got to sit next to Santonio Holmes, which is, uh, wow. really, you know, so like, I think obviously the cool thing about, uh, Steelers alumni is from every era, um, they they understand what it means to be a Steeler, but those guys, those seventies guys, I mean, you know, 
it was like Greek God stuff. And, and Frank, I really knew like everybody he tells you about, you know who they are before he even starts explaining the story. Yeah. I, I, I want to get on the alumni for a second. Give me some celebrity Steeler fans that you've had the chance to inter- interact with. Uh, uh, Joe Manganiello. Yes. Joe's awesome. Joe and I, Joe. uh, first time we met Joe, we had both known and we were at a party and he's like, let's get into it. <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> it was probably like April. We were talking about the draft. Um, Joe's great. Uh, we share a birthday as well. So that's when we, we usually communicate around that time of there year. Um, I'm trying to think of my other. So, Oh, Michael Keaton, the great oh, Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton. I got a story about him too. I mean, he's the best. And, uh, you know, those are, it's really fun to, to text people like that about the Steelers. It's also, you know, when you, there's people whose work you respect a great deal and you can't believe you get to be friendly with, it's like very, um, being able to talk about the team you love is a nice way to like sort of even the playing field. So you're not just like, (laughs) I love you, Michael Keaton. (laughs) uh those are those are two of the best but there's there's more out there i'm obviously coming up short here but um obviously there's a lot of uh dennis miller uh oh yeah talking to dennis miller his brother jimmy miller who's uh who's a manager it's always nice to run into him and we talk about the steelers it's always good too because you know guys who are like oh i like the steelers and guys who can be like i like this uh safety we took in the fourth round like that's the guys i want to talk to i gotta tell you about michael keaton's story we were at the Stanley Cup, my wife and Connor, my little brother. And so we're we're watching the game and, you know, we're looking. He's right next. I'm like, is that Michael Keaton? And, like, of course, Connor's like, who's Michael Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, bro, that's Batman. He's like, no, that's not Christian Bale. That's not I'm his like, Batman. Yeah, you know I know. That's not He's his Batman. three Batmans back now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's Michael Keaton. You have to know who Michael Keaton is. And so we're we're sitting there and we're not talking to each other each other because I'm just like Connor doesn't know what's going on and like I don't want to be awkward. But then a puck flies over and we grab the puck and Connor catches it. And I'm like, oh snap, we got it. And he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all excited. And then he's like, Hey, Mr. Keaton, do you want it? And I'm like, Connor, you don't even know what the hell that is. <laughs> so we ended up keeping the puck, and then we ended up just uh, taking a picture. But, uh, yeah, that's my Michael Keaton story. He's a good man. Ready? I'm going to do my Michael uh, Keaton impression. You just have okay. to ask me a yes or no question. I don't <laughs> Do you like the Steelers, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a limited one, but it's good. Yeah, it's, it's limited, one but good. Yeah, it's, it's it's good though. Yeah, I you. love the seriousness. That's, that's, that's the face too. Great. I thought you were gonna say Brett Michaels. Was oh yeah, Brett Michaels. No Brett Michaels. Rock of love. That's what one of my mine and Cam's favorite man. I'm very excited. Snoop Dogg. I feel like is a Steelers fan, but I, I'm not sure if he's like actually drilled down to Steelers only. I wouldn't be surprised if Snoop has. It's- it's whoever's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Front right. Have you been to any of the Super Bowl parties? I've never been to any of the Super Bowl parties. I've been to uh, all three of the Super Bowls in the modern era. Okay. Um, and then, you know what the problem was? I was always, uh, it, I'd always had an SNL the night before, and then I'd fly out mm. Sunday. So my parents and my brother would always have gone to the parties, and then, um, oh. yeah. But, uh yeah, I went to those, those three Super Bowls. I mean, the first one, you know, as good a night as I've ever had as far as, like, just feeling that relief of actually finally getting to see one in person. I think the hardest game 
I was ever I was at the '95 uh, AFC Championship game against the Chargers. Remember the Chargers? Oh. Mm. Three oh. Rivers. That was brutal. I was there in 2001 when Tom Brady beat us in the AFC Championship game. So I was also I felt like maybe I was the problem, and so it was nice. <laughs> You feel that way when you lose one or two of them, you feel like you're the issue. And I'm sure your family blames you too for that. Well, you know, I was so good to go back to the Red Sox. I was there in 2003 when Aaron, Bo- Aaron Boone hit the home run that knocked the, I was at Yankee stadium. And then in 2004, I went to game one and game three, which we both lost. I had tickets to the Dave Roberts steel game in 2004. Oh, wow. Didn't go, gave the tickets away because at that point I believed that I was the problem. And to this day, I feel as though my sacrifice was the reason the red Sox you might have been won. the problem you might i, mean, I might have been work. the problem at that point no yeah. you're not the problem like my, <laughs> my my middle brother is like that too like he he'll like get he'll get up from the boxes like i gotta leave like midway through and i'm like dude nobody's concerned with where you are at in the game he thinks by going home is going to change the outcome I'm like that's not what's going on it's i God. it's it's look we're irrational cam i know it's easy for you you get to be out on the field affecting what's actually happening the rest of us <laughs> we feel uh, we feel at sea <laughs> I, I get it seth i want to ask you something real quick we were going to play an imdb game with you do you know the four films that come up to recognize you on imdb movies yeah in? uh journey to the center of the earth new year's eve that's one that's one that's one. Journey to the Center of the Earth is not the other. I don't know. One. I don't know how she does it. No. Uh, American Dreams. Well, okay, okay. It's not just movies. It's okay. TV. Shows. Yeah, TV too. TV okay. too is popping up there. Yeah. Oh, right. so yeah. SNL, uh, late night, yeah. documentary yep. now. Yes. 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 So once we said TV, he knew exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what popped yeah. up. Well, yeah. with yeah. movies, I thought was a harder question because I yeah. ain't been in a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bigger IMDb than me and Cab have, so you got to take it. Out. Okay, I'll I will take it. I'm not going to yeah. complain. Yeah. I have an IMDb page where the role that most uh, most turns up as as self. <laughs> hey, at least you got one, man. That shows I, I me. That shows you the kind of range I have. They're like, we'd like you to be in my movie. Who am I playing? Seth Myers. <laughs> well, well, at least they don't have to list your weight and stuff when That's true. when your IMDb. Like for me, it's like, <laughs> oh, he weighs three hundred and twenty pounds or something. Like I'm like, damn, like I'm not even that. Like <laughs> they only keep the weight from rookie year, though, right? Yeah, they'll, or they'll keep the weight from rookie year, but then someone will screw around with the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, that's oh. very that's very unfair. <laughs> yes, I'm like, what? damn, I don't get no love out here. Do you? How much do you pay attention to uh, Ohio State football still? Oh, if it, well, Hayden's a big Michigan fan. Yeah, so. we, that's really all we talk about. Really. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so you you want to get into that? Yeah. That sounds. Like I it. went to the. Um, uh, I guess it was when was the last Northwestern played Ohio State in a Big Ten oh, championship? Oh, the Big Ten game. championship. Yeah. A couple years ago. I went to that yeah. 19, maybe it was the best. Yeah, I mean, for it was the best because we definitely went into it happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> played them tough, though, from what I remember. It was. We, yes. you know, what we I think we scored out of the halftime that to, to bring it within one score, and it was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Picked off fields a couple times. Yeah, too. there was yeah. the the heartbreaking. Northwestern Ohio State game, and I won't remember the year, but I remember our quarterback was Kane Coulter, and we had a late fourth and one where he quarterback, he had a quarterback sneak that you guys stuffed, and they reviewed it, and we didn't get it. But that was a year where we, I think we were off to like a five and zero start, because I don't, I really actually don't think we've beaten Ohio State since I. Seth, I thought you were going to tell me you went to the college playoff game, Ohio State versus Georgia, and oh. I was going to say, yeah, you are the reason why we no, do. No, I don't. I, I think it's safe to say. 
based on Northwestern, I might never go to one of those. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. That's all right. We have a we have a good journalism school. Yeah, you guys are very smart. That's the one thing you've definitely yes. got on everybody else. Yes. You're smart. We have a lot of we have two talk show hosts, me and Stephen Colbert. That's not bad. Oh, there you right? go. Mike Greenberg too. Greenberg a lot. I mean, the, the yeah, there's ESPN a lot of guys. you guys got a lot of great alumni. Mike Wilbon yeah. too. Yeah. Like there's uh, a lot Ju- of good alumni. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Her son go there. Her son yeah. went there. Her son played basketball there. Yeah, we're actually having a pretty good basketball season. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think a couple years ago. It was pretty when we had um there were a couple of Northwestern guys went in the in the first round. Uh Newsom mm. over to the Newsom, Browns. The oh yeah. And then who was the really good tackle that went to the Chargers? Slater. Oh uh, Slater. Slater. Yeah. Rashawn he's Slater. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's good too. Really, really good. Really good. Okay, I want to get into this is our version of weekend update. Okay. Sports. Uh, we'll do not just football. All right, we'll start off with Super Bowl predictions. Okay. I will say that. And I hate to say it. I think the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to beat the 49ers. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's better than, yeah. I'll say KC wins it all. Okay. <laughs> Just for my sake. So no one else from the AFC North wins. Yeah, I get it. I do. I hate to say this, Cam, and I do hope the next time you play him, you sack him 50 times. I do yes. think I like Joe Burrow. I, 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 the vibe of the guy is I'm very pro. Joe Joe is very, you know, even kill and a cool guy. Yeah. And I and I hate it. I'd much rather dislike the man. Yeah. He is a very cool man. He doesn't have that Brady quality. It just makes you hate him. Yeah. In the middle of the game. Yep, there you go. Yeah. All right. Reaction to Shannon Sharp's courtside incident. Look. Emotions run hot. <laughs> <laughs> I um I actually have to admit I have not read into the details of that, but I did say he apologized, which seemed like the uh, the right move going forward. Could we get you in that situation? No, I I keep a very low profile. <laughs> I keep a very a very a lot would have to go wrong for me to get into a scuffle courtside. We need a spoof of you acting like Shannon Sharp in that yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> the visuals of you fighting Steven Adams would be funny though. Yeah, you I think that would be yeah. that would be great. <laughs> All right, there's a rumored Jeff Bezos will sell the Washington Post and buy the Washington Commanders. What kind of owner do you think Jeff Bezos will be? I think he would be a good owner. Obviously, uh, deep pockets, although that matters left in football. That's why football is so great. There's a, you know, um, a bit more. And the question is, does he rename the team the Washington Prime? Oh, oh. Because let's be honest, I think Commanders isn't good, right? it was weird to me that and again i'm not trying to throw shade here it feels like the last two chances people have had commanders and guardians are a little underwhelming (laughs) it felt like it feels like when um you used to play video games and the like nintendo didn't have the rights to the actual nfl team names like that's what commanders and guardians feel like yeah it sounds like a tip your own team or something yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) all right that's it um any new projects coming up for the audience to know about? I'm just doing this every night, grinding it out. Very happy <laughs> to be doing it. I'm working on new stand-up. Hopefully, I'll bring it back to the Berg soon. It's always one of my yes. favorite places to do it. And yes. uh, yeah, but otherwise, you know, mostly just counting days till the draft. There you go. Yeah. Can we expect you out of the draft? Are you going to make an appearance out there? Where is the draft this year? Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I do like, I should say, I, d- 
do uh I have a soft spot in my heart for Detroit, but I'm not sure if like going in April <laughs> is the is the but that was yeah, 2005. That was I have a there was that um that Seahawks Super Bowl. That was Detroit. So that was that's a, a holy oh, grail. Yeah. Yeah. That that's clutch. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, man, next time you're in Pittsburgh, I do would like to treat you to either dinner or a drink. I'm going to take uh, you up on that. Next time okay. you're in New York, let me know. All right. Great that talking to you good. both, guys. Appreciate you. And that is another episode of Not Just Football. Thank you guys for t- tuning in and see you next time.